Turn with me, please, in the scriptures to Luke, the uh, fourth chapter. We began a couple of weeks ago on a new series. We're calling Here and Be Healed. Thank you, Lord. And uh, not only are we talking about it, it's a happening. We're a hearing and we're a being healed. Hmm? Believe with me, let's release faith. Father, in Jesus' name, we agree together as touching this. We ask you for utterance. Clear, precise, plain, powerful. We ask you for eyes and ears, heart and mind that's open to discern and understand, perceive and receive. We ask you for answers. We ask you for help. And we know you're faithful to give it to us. And as you do, we'll not be hearers only, nor forgetful hearers, but by your grace, we'll put it into practice and do it. And as surely as we do, we know good things are going to happen. Because you always watch over your word to perform it in the lives of those who do it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Sit out loud, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Now see, that's more than a talker. That's more than a service attender. That's more than a note taker. That's more than a CD player. Or a program watcher. Right? When we're hearing the Word of God, we we have to watch it because we are as much or more than any previous generation an entertainment generation. We've grown up on entertainment. And a lot of times people take that same mentality without even realizing it in the church. And they'll watch a program and go, that's great, let's watch another one. They hear something that sounds good. That's great. Let's hear another one. And hear a sermon and go, great. Give me another one. Well, what did you do with that one? And people look at you like you slapped them with a wet dishcloth. Do. Yeah. Every word we hear, we're supposed to do something with it. Right? It's supposed to change our lives. Our thinking's supposed to change. Our speaking is supposed to change. Our believing, how we interact in life, what we do. So every time we hear something, we're supposed to be thinking, okay, now I know I haven't arrived at Christ-like perfection in every way. I need to grow. I need to develop. How does this word impact? What am I supposed to change? What am I supposed to change with this? Well, you, you feel how that went over? Ooh, that was just a, you feel that surge of excitement? <laughs> Maybe I was just speaking it by faith. Either way. In Luke the fourth chapter. Notice this. Luke 4. 43. Jesus said to them. I must preach the kingdom of God. uh, To other cities also. For therefore am I sent. And he preached in the synagogues of Galilee. Down in the verse uh, 5. Chapter 5 verse 1. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to do what? Now you might think, well, they're pressing upon him to feel something. 
Well, if that would have been the real emphasis, that's how it would have read. That's what it would have said. They pressed upon him to feel something, to get a touch. So somebody, well, I need a touch. Well, I understand, but how are you going to get it? How does it work? See, they, when Jesus' ministry was ongoing in the earth, the people realized they needed to hear this word he was speaking. And that that would lead to the other things. So they're pressing upon him to do what? To hear the word of God. Now this is something that the unbelieving, ungodly world just cannot relate to. Why you would even be in church on a Friday night. (laughs) Why you would, you know, people would take vacation time. And go to a meeting and be there all day or half a day and, and then come back for some more. Stand in line to get a seat. That just sounds ludicrous. It just sounds insane to unbelievers. They just, why? Why? But it's because they have no concept of the value of the Word of God. Hallelujah. It's by his word I'm born again. It's by his word I have eternal life. It's by his word that I'm free in my mind and have peace and have joy. And his word will deliver you from any bondage, any sin, any habit. His word will heal you. His word will help you pay your bills. Take care of your babies. Come on, are you listening to me? The way everything we need is in the Word of God. It is such an issue that Jesus said, quoting from the, the Old Testament, He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. We actually need a regular diet of the anointed Word of God more than we need food for our bodies. Most people don't believe that. But it's true anyway. How many believe if Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, that that's a fact. That's the truth. If you, somebody says, well, they're not getting any word. Yeah, and they're not living either. Well, they're breathing. That's not the same thing. Existing is not just what he's talking about. He's talking about eternal life. He's talking about having and enjoying the God kind of life, the abundant life. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly to the full until it overflows, the Amplified says. You skip on down to the, uh, uh, in the fifth chapter. Verse 15 says, so much the more went there a fame abroad of him. And great multitudes came together to what? To hear. And to be healed by him of their infirmities. Is there any connection between healing and hearing? Got to be. Has to be. Great multitudes, that's thousands of people came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. The scripture said, Jesus said, take heed what you hear. Take heed how you hear. 
Words are not the nothing things that many people think they are. Words can be empty, vain, but many words contain something. They're like a, a, a cup or a dish. They have some spiritual quantity in them. Just listen to the word hello. I can put all kind of things in that word. Well, hello. Uh, hello. Huh? Same word, but yet something different is in it. Well, in God's words are life. Hallelujah. But the enemy is able to put things in other words, other kinds of words that minister death. And because of that, we should take heed what kind of words we're hearing. People think, well, I'm, you know, I'm just going to listen to what they have to say. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. They're just talking. No, you can be exposing yourself to serious harm just by listening to some things. I'm going to go over here and say that. I said, you can be exposing yourself to serious harm. Just by listening to some things. Why would Jesus say? Take heed. What does that mean? Watch out. About what you hear. He also said take heed how you hear. He said both of those statements. Take heed what you hear. Take heed how you hear. Skip on down to the uh, sixth chapter. And the 17th verse, Luke 6, 17, Jesus came down with them, stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem from the seacoast of Tyre and Zidon, which came to what? Hear him. Hear him and to be healed of their diseases. We see very clearly this was not a one-time incident. This was the way it worked in this town and in this town and with this group and this other group and again and again. People came to hear first and as a result of what they're hearing, they got healed. Hallelujah. Anybody in here got saved as a result of what you heard? How powerful is that? We're talking about the miracle of the new birth, which if you wanted to compare them, is really far greater than a healing. A healing is repair work. (laughs) On an existing structure, you didn't get healed in your spirit when you were born again. All things passed away. You have been born again. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. It's a miracle. I said it's a miracle. Well, if you can believe for that, you can believe for some repair work. You've already believed for the big thing. (laughs) They came to do what? 
to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Verse 18, and they that were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed. So they, some individuals were hearing and changes happened to them physically. Others were hearing and changes happened to them soulically and mentally and emotionally. Right words, God's words, heal and deliver and give life. Thank you, Lord. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. Why, why would they want to touch him? So, so well, there went power, virtue out of him. Yeah, but why? We have reason to believe. We have it on record in the scripture in Luke 4, Matthew 4, other places. That not only on that occasion, but on many other occasions, Jesus would quote from the book of the prophet Isaiah and say, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. And hearing that, faith came in the anointing. And people hearing that, faith comes by hearing, they believed that anointing was there. He even told them what the anointing would do for them. Didn't he say it would open the eyes of the blind, heal the bruised and the broken heart, is that right? And deliverance to the captive, etc., etc. He told them, this anointing that's on me will do this. And after hearing that, faith rose up and they wanted to touch or be touched and they wanted to hear some more. But faith was receiving and people are being healed by the hundreds and by the thousands. And so people mock and scoff and say, well, I don't, I've never seen anything like that. God, you know, that's all passed away if it ever did happen. No, it happened by faith then. And if it's not happening in a place or happening now, it's because of a lack of faith, not because God changed. Okay, well, if it's a lack of faith, what do I do about it? You need to hear. And not just anything. You don't need to hear somebody tell you it's passed away. You don't need to hear somebody tell you it might not be God's will for you. That won't bring you faith for healing. If you had something, if you had a little bit and you listened to that, you could actually lose what you got. Does it matter what you're hearing? Hearing good things will help you. Hearing wrong things will hurt you. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Is it true, saints? Go with me over to Proverbs 4, please. Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4 and, and 20. He said, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ear Unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Now this is not just hearing something one time. Is it? Attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes. What does that mean? Keep them. Everybody say keep them. Keep them in the midst of what? 
of your heart. This is an ongoing thing. This is a way of life. I, I went to minister to a man in hospital one time. I began to ask him. I could tell he didn't, he didn't know much about the word. And I asked him, had he, you know, uh, did he read the word sometime? He said, yeah, I read some of that one time. <laughs> like that was, <laughs> you know. And I had to try to explain to him. Now, this is not like other books. You say, I've read it. You need to think about, you think like food, like what we've been talking about, it's food. And if you say, well, I've had potatoes, I've had bread, well, you're going to starve to death. If you're not going to eat something a second or third time, right? No. The same thing that nourished you 10 years ago will nourish you now. If it was good then, it's good now. If it helped you then, it'll help you now. But... What you ate and fed on 20 years ago is not sustaining you this moment. You need to hear it again. You need to eat it again. You need to be refreshed. The scripture warns us, forget not. Didn't he say? It's not that the word fades or loses its power or goes anywhere. It's just that people forget. They forget if you're not thinking about it. If you're forgetting about it, then you're not believing it. You're not expecting it. You need to be reminded. Which is why you need to read your chapter. Every day. Monday through Friday. Why you need to be in charge with your little self. Is that right? And hearing. And hearing. And believing that God is going to give utterance to whoever's speaking, whatever's going on. Exactly what you need to hear right now. Cause fa- causing faith to come in the areas you need it right now. Yes, and how many have seen he is faithful to do that? Yes. He is faithful to do that. Yes, sir. He is the good shepherd. Yes. His ministers are simply under shepherds yes. that he uses and works through. But he's the one feeding all of us. Yes. And we eating good too. Yes. I said we eating good. Because we got a good good shepherd. He said, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of my heart, your heart. For they are what? Life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Now notice, he didn't just say my healing verses. What did he say? My words, all of God's words are life-giving. Doesn't have to have healing in the verse or miracle or power. All of his words are quickening words, are restoring words, healing words. No word of God is void of power. Hmm? Are we reading his words right now? Are we speaking his words in faith? Are you hearing them in faith? Then what's going on? You are if you believe it. Now if you don't believe it, it's not happening. But if you believe it, you're taking medicine right now. Right now. (laughs) Somebody got it. 
I'm not trying to work you up. I'm not exaggerating. This is the reality of the Word of God. Now, if you sit here and you think, well, I don't believe any of that. and I don't know where you got that from. That sounds crazy to me. And, and Well, you're not. It's, then it's not happening for you. But if you believe it. I said, if you believe it. And you, these words, you're realizing Brother Keith or some other preacher didn't come up with that. That's the Word of God. Right? This is the Word of God. Say it out loud. This is the Word of God. And it is working mightily in me. I believe it. I receive it. It's working in me now. Now most medicine, if you read the margin, it says it's, uh, his words are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Some translations bring out the word medicine, that it's medicine to all their flesh. Let me read other translations. NIV says it's health to a man's whole body. The Living Bible says they will mean real life for you, his words, and radiant health. God's Word translation says they're life to those that find them and they heal the whole body. Glory to God. Well, how does medicine work? As a usual thing, you don't take a pill or a tablet or a teaspoon of something and in three milliseconds, (laughs) every symptom is gone and, you know, no, it works in you. It helps you, Mm -hmm. helps your systems, Mm -hmm. combats the problem. Can you see that? And it's progressive. Everybody say progressive. The Bible said they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Hmm? With the nobleman's uh, son, the Bible said he inquired what hour he began to amend. Now there are things that happen in a moment of time, but a whole lot of things happen progressively. You start getting better. And you just keep getting better. And keep getting better. And keep getting better. Until every symptom is gone. And you're 100%. Hallelujah. (laughs) It happened to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's gone. Hey. Pop. As the heat keeps getting turned up. That's how it works. Right? Pop. Pop, pop. Pop, pop, pop. That's good, brother. That's good. Are we happy about him being free from these symptoms and pain problems? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, it's a happening. Oh, it's a happening. It's a happening. It's a happening. Oh, hallelujah. When the angel brought that living word from the throne of God to Mary and told her that word about the holy thing being conceived in her, what'd she say? Be it unto me according to your word that you just brought. And what happened? 
Man, a matter of months later, she gave birth to a child without a father, natural father. What happened? That when she said, be it unto me, according to thy word, the word became flesh in her. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. Be it unto me, according to your word. Hallelujah. I receive it. I believe it. It's working in me now. It's working in me now. See, every time, that's why I've mentioned when you read your chapter, don't just do it as a duty. It says, do we have to? Well, of course not. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to pray. You don't have to be saved. Dumb if you're not. But, <laughs> but uh, you don't have to do anything. It's not have to. It's get to. And you need it. I said you need it. I need it. You need it. But you don't just see how quick you can run through and mouth the words or speed read or scan. What good's that going to do? You're taking medicine. Need to take it according to the instructions. Listen, instructions? Yeah, right there on the label. Back up. What's that? My son, attend to these words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Now, come on. What does that mean? Does that mean anything to you? What does that mean? It means I am listening to this. I am leaning in, endeavoring to hear this and get this and understand this, which means I don't need to be texting. I don't need to have the TV going or the radio. Come on. Are you listening to me? Or try to do a bunch of other things. I'm inclining. I'm giving myself to this. And then after I get through swallowing it, I need to keep it in front of my eyes. I need to remember it and bring it up again and say it again all through the morning, all through the afternoon, all through the evening. And get it in and keep it in my heart. And then what's going to happen? Time release. Time, he said it's medicine. He didn't say it was like medicine. He said it is medicine. And it is life. And it will begin to release in you. And affect you. Oh hallelujah. Thank you Lord. <laughs> you know. All kind of chemicals and all kind of things are inert until you mix them. With an activator. Anybody do any testing chemistry or anything like that? You had this in this little beaker and this in this little beaker. Everything was cool unless and until you poured some of it in there and then, oh boy, smoke and fire. That potency was in that all the time. It just needed something else to release it. The potency is in the Word of God all the time. It just needs some of your faith. Some of your faith to release it. <laughs> I can almost hear somebody say, where did he come up with that? Well, that just shows you need to get in this book a little bit more. Go to Hebrews. 
Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. Unto us was the gospel, means the good news, preached. As well as unto them, but the word preached, what? Is it possible to have the life-changing word of God preached to you and you get nothing out of it? Sadly so. The word preached did not profit them. Why? Because it wasn't God's will? Wasn't their time? No. No. Why? Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Hallelujah. So you're paying attention to it. You got your ear inclined to it. You keep it in front of your eyes. You do that. The word's going to get in you. And then you need to take some faith. And pour some faith on it. Pour some faith on it. And it'll start fizzing. And bubbling. Huh? Now you may think I'm just playing around. This is reality. I'm describing things that people have told me. I told you a while back about that man that was in the last stages of lung cancer. He said, it's going all over me. It's going all over me. He said, it's a, what is it? What is it? It's going all over me. Well, he mixed some faith with what he heard, and it released that awesome power that can easily change any organ, any blood cell, any bone, any tissue, easily, easily, easily. Thank God for good medicines that have helped mankind, that God's given doctors and researchers knowledge and understanding to get. I pray for researchers and doctors. Oh, but there's no medicine like this medicine. There's no medicine like this medicine. It's good for what ails you. I don't care what it is. You can't overdose on it. You can't take too much of it. The more you take, better off you are. And it has zero adverse side effects. None. 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 Some of these medications, dear me. You hear they read all these things? It might help you out, get rid of your headache, but... You could have nausea and bleeding ulcers and loss of vision and hearing and you might die. (laughs) Woo! That's pretty rough to get rid of your headache. (laughs) But this medicine, oh, somebody say this medicine. This, didn't the Lord say, I am the Lord that heals you. I am your great physician. Well, has our great physician got some medicine? Yes, he does. It's every word that has come out of his mouth is life and is medicine. Hallelujah. Say it again. It's a working in me now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, again, it'll do you no good unless you mix some faith with it. But when you do, it releases what's in it all the time and it begins to affect you. 
in many wonderful ways. Uh, keep reading. They're in Proverbs 4. Their life to those that find them. Their health to all their flesh. Notice the next verse. Verse 23. Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence. Let me read some other translations of this. This is, he hasn't changed the subject now. He's talking about the same thing. Well, I'll tell you what. Hold your place here. Go to Romans 10. I think you'll get more out of this if you get that first. Romans 10. Hold on to Proverbs 4 or, or go back when it's time. Romans 10 talks about being born again. And how it happens, how the new birth occurs. Romans 10 and verse 8. It says, but what saith it? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. Say it out loud. In my mouth and in my heart. Even, that is, the word of faith. Which we preach. Uh, Paul talking to Timothy. The spirit of God through him. Talked about being nourished up. In the words of faith. A message doesn't have to be. On the subject of faith. To be of faith. Just like it doesn't have to be. The verse doesn't have to be on healing. Mm -hmm. To minister wholeness to you. All of his words. Are life and medicine. Keep reading. Verse 9, that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart. Everybody say, believe in your heart. Believe in your heart. heart. Now, he just got through saying the words in your mouth and in your heart. Now, he says, if you believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For, for the third time now, verse 10, for with the heart. Man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the heart man believes. Now this is a revelation that many have struggled with. You know the scripture said, Proverbs 3, 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not... To your own understanding. And the word there means your own thinking and purposes. Faith. Let me say it like this. Knowledge is not faith. Faith is not knowledge. Faith is not knowing something. You don't believe God with your head. You don't believe God with your intellect. Tell me what you believe God with. With your heart. With your heart. Now, some of these things, frankly, we haven't known that much about. The makeup of the heart, the spirit, the soul. What stops where and what begins where. We we haven't known what we should. Believe with me. I'm believing for revelation. We know a little bit, but. 
There's a whole lot more to see and understand. I'm believing for revelation on these. have been for many years. But some things can begin to be obvious. The heart. Everybody say the heart. Man believes with the heart. Right? The great Mark 11, 23 and 24. What about that? If you say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and what? Shall not what? Shall not what? Doubt where? In his heart, but shall believe. Of course, we already know from Romans, believe where? In your heart. Don't doubt in your heart, but believe in your heart that those things which he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. Now, some people have heard some of these things and they say, well, okay, I'll have whatever I say. And so they said a bunch of things and they said a bunch of things and it didn't happen. And they say, well, I tried that and it didn't work. It didn't say you'd have everything you said. It said if you wouldn't doubt in your heart, but believe in your heart that what you said would come to pass. You'd have what you said. And I'm going to believe Jesus on that. How about you? I'm going to believe him. If he said that works. It works. Well it didn't work for me. Well you didn't do it. Period. Because if you'd have done it. It worked. Now you and I. All of us that have begun to embark on any of these things. We have tried some things. That didn't happen. We have prayed some things. We have said some things that didn't happen. But God didn't let us down. I said God didn't let us down. No he didn't. Faith is what? Of the heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And what? Don't lean to your own understanding. Faith needs to be more real to us. People say, well, I believe. I have faith. Well, that's a real broad statement. You believe what? You have faith for what? Just because you believe, have faith for this, doesn't mean you have faith for this. Or just because you have faith for here, doesn't mean you have faith for here. Come on, you are with me. But it doesn't mean you can't get there. I said, it doesn't mean you can't get there. I said, it doesn't mean... You can't get there. How can I get there? Well, how does faith come? Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Faith comes by hearing. This is in this same 10th chapter. Just, just a couple of verses later. Verse 17 when he says, so faith comes. By hearing and hearing by the word of God, or as many translations say, the word of the Christ. Referring to the anointed one. It's not just hearing, it's anything that causes faith to come. If who you're listening to doesn't believe what they're preaching or teaching, it's not going to have faith in it when it comes out. If somebody's preaching from their head, just intellectual knowledge, that's not going to feed your faith. Just a dead, empty, rattling on of scriptures, even though they are so precious, is not going to stir you up. 
Oh, but deep calls unto deep. And when a child of God hears a word from the one that begat them, they know it. Hallelujah. They know it. They know it. It takes one to know one. (laughs) And when you hear it, oh, your heart just sets up and you go, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, give me some more, give me some more. And you commence to chomping. (laughs) You can read a verse in unbelief. You can read a verse with nothing. And you can read a verse with faith. When I first started under the ministry of Brother Kenneth Hagin Sr. I didn't know why. But there'd be times he'd just read a chapter. He's just reading it word for word. And I'm getting all kind of stuff out of it. While he's reading I'm thinking, wow, I never saw that when I read it. <laughs> Why? He's reading it with faith. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh, come on, can you see this? What did he do? He had that test tube. Yeah. Full of that high octane. Yeah. Yes, Believe him God. And he took it and he's reading it. And what's he doing? He's mixing faith with what he's reading. He's actively believing for life and revelation to be released while he's reading it. That's why you're seeing things you had not seen before. And you're hearing things and getting things and being quickened. You can do that every day when you read your chapter. Your level of faith might not be as high as somebody else's today. But that's how you get there. It's by just keep exercising it. Keep exercising it. Oh, do you believe it, saints? Do you believe it? Where are we? Romans 10? How do you believe God? With your heart. Go back to Proverbs 4, please. With the heart... Man believes. Not with your intellect. That's been confusing to some folks. Because they say well I know all those scriptures. Well that don't mean a thing. That don't mean you have any faith. I can quote all those scriptures. That doesn't mean you have any faith. Because you can quote scriptures. The devil quotes scriptures. Right? He doesn't have faith. No. No. Knowing something is not the same thing as having faith. Knowledge is of the head. Faith is of the heart. Let me give you some things about the heart that will stir you up. How do I identify my heart? How can I distinguish between my heart and my head? It's not as difficult as it might sound. You ever loved anybody? Huh? Did you do that with your head? You loved them with your head, with your intellect. I have carefully considered this for some length of time and have come to the undeniable conclusion that I love you. (laughs) No, you don't love with your head. The heart 
can sorrow, the heart can be glad. The heart can be elated, the heart can be broken. The heart can be troubled, the heart can be comforted. This is not knowledge. This is not intellectualism. It's not just feelings. We're not just talking about emotions either. First Peter talks about the hidden man of the heart on the inside. Your heart can be right with God or not right with God. Your heart can be humble. Your heart can be proud. Your heart can be unbelieving or your heart can be believing and faithful. You can harden your heart or you can be tender hearted. This is not knowledge. This is not thinking. This is not reasoning. Where do you believe? With your head you analyze. You gather knowledge. You analyze. You compartmentalize. That's not faith. But I know all them verses. So? That don't mean you have faith. Faith is a choice. You heard it. You're never going to understand everything about this. You just have to make a choice. How is it that the blood of Jesus washes me from my sin? You're never going to understand all of that yet. How is it that these things work? How is it that there's authority in the name of Jesus? And people, uh, a lot of times people, that all they've done is develop their intellect and they've never developed their spirit or their faith. They can struggle. Well, tell me how to think it through. That ain't how you get it. It's a choice. You hear it. You either believe it or you don't. And when you make the choice to believe it, even though you don't understand all of it or you don't see how, you just took some faith and poured it. And it begins to set off a chain reaction. Hallelujah. And your eyes begin to get enlightened and you begin to get quickened. And a whole lot of things is better felt than felt anyway. I don't understand all that. Yeah, but let's have some more of it. That was good. That was, woo. Folks say, I don't understand all y'all hollering around and dancing. Well, you just ain't been there. Come here and get some, and you'll know what we're talking about. These things are real. It's not just unstable people acting out emotionally. Now, there may be some of that somewhere, but... Not all of it. There is reality in God. Oh, hallelujah. There is being so full of the Spirit until you laugh and cry at the same time and you talk in tongues and sing and fall out and jump up and don't know what to do with yourself. And if you've never experienced it, you just haven't gone far enough and you haven't mixed enough faith with this. So don't knock it. And don't reason yourself out of a great blessing. Hmm. God sees the heart. He knows the heart. That's what he's looking at. 
man looks on the outward appearance. God looks through all of it and right down into the core of your being. He knows your intentions. He knows your purposes. Doesn't he? He knows your heart. And that's the same part of your being you love with is what you believe with. It's a choice. Trust. Same part you love with is the part you trust with. You can say, I don't understand all that, but I just trust them. That's not intellectual. I just trust them. Well, we trust him. And we trust his spirit. And we trust his word. Hallelujah. That it is doing and it will do. Exactly what he sent it to do. The Bible said he sent his word. Help me out. He sent his word and and healed them. And delivered them. From their destructions. Can you say amen? amen? Glory to God. Singers and players come on back up to the platform. Oh, thank you, Lord. I feel a song coming on. Is that okay with you? Thank you, Lord. Go with me to John 7 and get ready. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. He said, I didn't read the verses. I I need to finish, finish those verses and then we'll read John 7. He said, guard your heart, for out of it are the issues of life. Did you hear that? I'm going to read you some other translations. Amplified, Proverbs 4.23, keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard, for out of it flow the springs of life. Out of what? Out of what? The Bible says Christ is in our heart by faith. And out of our heart flow the springs of life. Thank you, Lord. God's Word says, God's Word translation says, Guard your heart more than anything else. Because the source of your life flows from it. The NIRV says, above everything else, guard your heart. It's where your life comes from. It's where your life comes from. Where? Well, that's that's what Romans 10 was talking about. You don't have to try to get God to come down from heaven to heal you. You know what he said? You don't have to get God to, what, what did he say? It's as close as your mouth and your heart. Why? Because where is he after all? And out from where he is flow the springs of life. Oh, somebody say, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. It's working in me. Working in me in John. The seventh chapter. Turn over there, please. John seven thirty seven. 
737, Jesus said that last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. That means he got loud. He said, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. Verse 38, he that believes on me, anybody in here believe on him? Come on, it's a choice. He that believes on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Is this us? Do you believe on him? Is he in you? We should be so aware and vigilant about what we let come in us. Because it can contaminate you. It can defile you and affect every part of your being. We should be very selective about what we let go in our ears and get in our hearts. Because the only thing we want affecting our heart is the one who made our heart. We want the life that comes from him flowing in and flowing out. Out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Is he in you? If he that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He that raised him up will also quicken your mortal body. That's this one right here. Not incorruptible, mortal. Your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. Everybody stand up. Oh, put your hands on your belly. Say rivers of living water flow out of me. Rivers of living water flow out of me. Just begin to praise the Lord. Lift your hands and praise Him. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, lift your hands. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. Oh, we worship you. We worship you, Lord. 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 Just close your eyes. Focus on him. Don't don't look at me. This is not entertainment. Worshiping Him, keep praising Him. Rivers 
me Everybody say rivers of living water flow out of me rivers of living water flow out of me rivers
Oh, put your hands on your midsection and say rivers. Oh, 
pancreas be healed. Liver be healed. Everywhere. Everywhere.
watching tonight for the first time and this is all new to you you know God is real you've experienced him and if you've never done this you need to do it said out loud God I believe in you I believe in your son Jesus I believe he died on the cross paid for all my sins I believe you raised him from the dead he is the king of kings he is the Lord of lords coming back again real soon Jesus I receive you as Lord of my life I confess you Lord of my life This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.